We begin today by acknowledging the Yuggera people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording, and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to any First Nations people listening to Sisters Who Homeschool the podcast. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Welcome to the Sisters Who Homeschool podcast. Thanks for being here. Sisters Who Homeschool is an Australian female-led podcast and has been dreamed up by two homeschooling mums. I know, as if we didn't already have enough on our plates. We have created this little space in the world for homeschooling families to share, celebrate and empower themselves with stories and knowledge, giving our listeners an authentic insight into homeschooling in Australia in all its forms. Wherever you are, wherever you're at, thank you for listening to Sisters Who Homeschool and welcome to the wild and wonderful family. Hello, Holly. Hello, Gemma. (laughs) Hi. We're back for another episode. We're back. Welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about all things board games. So excited. I love board games so So, much. Yeah, so do we. So both our families actually love board games. Now when we talk about board games, we're talking about games beyond Monopoly and Mousetrap. Those real strategy type board games, those cooperative games. Yes. Um, So we... Both families love board games and then it, it kind of brought our families together to do kind of board games days and things. So we, we really, really love board games. And why we're talking about them today in a homeschooling podcast is because um, we love them for a number of different reasons. So they're a tech-free time. They offer tech-free time. They do. There's yep. lots of learning that we're going to unpack around board games and they can be a low-cost Absolutely. item. So I guess we'll start with our love for board games, mm. Holly. So I guess how did you start, how did your family start playing board games or do you remember that moment that you really got into no, it? No, you know, I think uh, we've always appreciated board games, um, particularly in our family and as the girls grew, I think it just became a really hands-on easy way for them to approach, um, you know, I think that, time together as a family and so did you guys play board games before children we did play board games before children yeah absolutely so it was always something that we really loved to do in our family and the girls have just naturally joined in and obviously we've explored board games that are more relevant to their age levels and as they've grown up they've just dived in and Mm. and given it a go yeah so we didn't play board games before we had children it wasn't really in our world and for us it was actually um 2020 we all know what happened in 2020 Mm. with the world and that's where we had picked up I had actually bought my husband a game randomly for for that Christmas it was Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle and it holds a special place in my heart and I'll tell you Love why it. yeah um a bit later on but that I just randomly picked it up for Christmas from like a pop-up board game shop in the middle of the shopping center and I didn't really know much about it and just perfect timing was, to bring it into your home and yeah it was just one of those random things I picked it up we weren't really sure I wasn't really sure about it and that was kind of our first dive into board games and Mm. then it grew from Mm. there um what 
some aspects about board games that you like when you're playing a game? You know, there are so many. As I said, we really have that together time and it's we're really focused on doing something together um, whether or not it be a cooperative game and we're working mm. together to strategize or whether everyone's working independently it's just a mm. really cool fun way to you know spend that family time together and you know we are really appreciative of artworking games so there's a lot of games we choose where there's beautiful illustrations and there's gorgeous artwork involved oh, and artwork is amazing yeah absolutely so we're big appreciators of the creativity behind it all as well Mm, yeah I agree and I love that that some games working against each other and we've got to keep an eye on what what each other's doing and I love that some you're working together for that greater good for winning the game absolutely and those are skills even within your family unit that you can really develop through games um you know I remember when my daughters first started it was those unexpected changes that happen in the game or you know you're working on a plan and it somebody takes a card and that plan has to change and you really have to adapt everything from there that is a huge skill to learn through gameplay and it might Mm. you know and it and it and it will develop over time. And this is a really fun, creative way to explore those skills. Yeah, and I guess one of the other reasons we both love board games is it's a real, it is true tech-free time. It is definitely. Yep. Neither of us are big. Um, we're not big tech family. No, no. Um, our husbands probably are more so, but we try and encourage less technology absolutely but this is one of those true family activities that there's no technology you know that everything's off you might play a bit of music in the background and there's no computers no internet and it's that total time to just come together yeah and just be present and yeah at the table at the coffee table absolutely um so let's get into the costs of Mm, board games because they can be quite expensive so they when we're talking, we'll talk about some of the board games we love a little later on. But we're talk, as I said, we're talking about Beyond Mousetrap, Beyond, um, you know, that Monopoly experience. We're, we're talking more specialist games. So we're going to talk, have another episode. We decided about card games, smaller yes, card yeah, games. Yeah, we, we were talking that- about our favourites and kind of was growing exponentially our list kept growing and growing and we're like no we need to kind of break yeah. this down a little bit so we decided to split it into pieces. two so this today we're talking about board games where you have to have a board and it's quite a big box and there's many components and it might be engine building and things like that so they can be expensive probably mm. the minimum we would be looking at in a store $50, would you agree? I would say, yeah. It's not, they are an investment. And when we say, well, what, why, is I, why is I minimum that? Because we we kind of know now that a decent board game that has lots of replayability Absolutely. that's probably had really good thought put into it um, about the structure of the game and the way the game builds um, and the work behind it, and $50 would be a minimum mm. amount that yep. you would pay for a decent game. Absolutely. We love replayability, so that means the ability to go back and either play it in a different way or it's so good that you 
can play it and maybe the outcome isn't the same. Great, yeah. It's not that exact same outcome every time. No, it, out- it does. There it are can lots change of, And there are lots you. of expansions you can explore if you do really yes. love a game, you know, and mm-hmm. you can keep building on that game and those strategies and coming yeah. up with yeah, different gameplay. And then gameplay. I guess $50 up to like they can go up to a few hundred dollars and they I know can. that sounds absolutely wild. But my husband and I are playing one. We got on a, it's a few hundred dollars, but we got it on a really mad deal that was like $140 Boxing Day sales the year before. And we're still, we're still playing. We like, we haven't actually got through Absolutely, it. So we just yeah. keep putting it away and bringing it out. And so, looking for those sales is so important if you are yeah, hunting yeah. down something. Yeah. So there's lots of dedicated board game shops. So if you're someone who, um, has not delved into that world there's some great board game dedicated board they game are. shops um that you can i would say walk into and go and have a look yeah and ask and questions have an ex- and yeah and they often have games out they to play the and they're often quite happy to talk you through how a game works and what your wants and needs are as a family so in queensland presence of mind, presence of mind is they, our absolute favorite yeah they favorite. have them Paddington, Indrapilly, yes, and Fairfield. Fairfield. I was going to say there is another location. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The staff yes. are so knowledgeable yeah, there. Their staff are. They're incredible. Yeah. They will be able to direct yeah. you. And they often have things out, and um, you know, kids are welcome, and they really do know their stuff. So if you are new to the world, I'd suggest going and having a visit there if you're in Queensland and then mm. if you're not in Queensland have another look um, in your state where some board game stores are so you know that's probably the most expensive way to get them yeah but you can get them secondhand so if you look yes. on Facebook marketplace or anywhere else you can pick up board games secondhand you can. and not every board game works for every family and so someone might have given a go and mm. it's not right for their family. So have a yep, look. We sold some through there that just weren't right yep. for our family. Like we picked them up and we'd heard good things about it and then we were like, ah, and so we resold. And so mm. that's another thing. Like you can resell them. They do have um, sellability. They do, yeah. Um, and you are able to move them on to you another are. family that's right for them. And definitely look at into borrowing even if you do yes. have a family yep. you know you're close with. Have a go at borrowing it because having a try of that game might just be yes. you know that little that little nudge you need as to whether or not you invest into yes. it. Yes. And obviously between us we've got a few board games now and so we often borrow between each other and we just lent you we do. your family a few over the holidays that you'd had your eye on and I was said no 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 just borrow ours. We do and we tend to by opposite now so that we yes. do have that borrowing capacity to share between yes. ourselves. Instead of us both owning the same beautiful games, yeah. we tend to go, oh, yeah. I'll buy this and you buy yes. that and we can swap. Yeah, so that's another great way. You might know a family who plays a few and maybe you say, oh, could we just borrow one to start um, and go from there. So let's talk about the learning that sits behind board games because honestly, there is so much i don't know if you heard that in the background <laughs> that was something jumping Just off something come crashing off my down. fridge <laughs> uh, magnet fell okay so when we're talking about learning around board games mm. board games are they they offer so much learning 
Board games are a multimodal tax. And when we talk about multimodal tax, I'm going to put my teacher hat on. Yes, here for a I'm minute. interested to listen to all We're of We're talking this. about texts that offer. Traditionally, we thought of texts as a book, and that was the only form of text. Mm. And now we're realizing that. T- um, texts look different in our world now. They you do. know, it can be, it can be an, a reel on Instagram. It can be, you know, it can be a TikTok. It can be um, a board game. And so, multimodal texts offer us more than just reading. So it might offer us the written language. So a book would traditionally offers us the written yeah. language, and that's it. But it might offer a spoken language visual, so that could be still or moving images. Yeah. It might offer us audio, might offer us gestures, and it might offer us spatial meaning. Right. And board games offer a number of those, okay? And they also offer that tactile experience where you're moving things around the board and you're moving things around your player board. So it really is that multimodal text where you can um, – read and understand language in a deeper level now I do have a story about that I said to you that I bought this Harry Potter so it's Harry Potter Hogwarts battle Mm. and I bought it for my husband as a game in must have been December 2019 because then December uh, sorry then 2020 hit and so we were in lockdown and we decided to get it out and start playing and my daughter was in prep at the time. She was at school and she decided to jump in as well because she kind of knew a little bit about the Harry Potter world, not a lot. And that is nice that we say to this day, this is where she learned to read, was playing so Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. And sometimes playing a game and learning to read is so much more approachable so for much children more. than sitting down so with much a book more. when She that never feels loved like the little readers and things that came home. Like they were very one-dimensional and quite, mm. you know, honestly a bit boring. Yeah, and it, when it's not an interest, it's, no. you know, you haven't got that same motivation. No. and we started off, she had her own character in the game um, which she liked. So you can be one of the characters, you know, Harry, Ron, Hermione, that kind of thing. And so she had her character and we helped her with the reading and we helped her um, understand it. And Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is a cooperative game. So you've got to work together right. for the greater good. You're just trying to defeat, um, I guess, the dark wizards and you get different wizards to defeat as a as a group Mm. so that was a really nice way into board games because we weren't working against each other we were working together yes so that's where she learned to read is through playing this harry potter hogwarts battle and if you don't know the game it's actually seven games in one so it starts off with book one where you're defeating book one villains and it starts off very small and then you open the next pack within the game for book two then you open the next pack and it gets a bit harder and so that game took us nearly through the year yeah it sounds like it would last a long time yeah Yeah. it took us nearly through the year and then we found out there was expansions on top of that and so we got the expansions and that's been that family game that's just kept being played and we actually haven't played it for probably a good six months and the other day my daughter said I really want to do Hogwarts Battle. And I was like, right. That's so cool. That, and you can come back to them. You and can come back to them. them Great replayability. That's really cool. So that is where my daughter, she had done some 
she had been doing sight words and things like that, but this is where she learned to mm. read was through reading the cards that she picked up and reading through what her character needed to do and it's just just, just so much more approachable. Yeah. And it wasn't a force thing, it wasn't a goal when we started. She just wanted to play yep. and we were all at home yeah. together and that's where it went. Great. I yeah. love this so much. Yeah. And I guess it's that hands-on touching learning yes. like we kind of briefly spoke about before. If you've got a hands-on learner, that makes such a difference in sitting and trying to read a page compared to, you know, reading cards that might come into play that help your character level up or have a special power. So it really does become that Yes, real, and uh, that strategy fun. thinking of how yeah. it's looking and – so if you're working together in a cooperative game, it then became, you know, she wanted certain cards because they looked good or they were more powerful. Mm. But then what she had to start thinking about was that that card wasn't actually suited to her character's powers. Right. It was better suited to the character mum was playing or the character dad was playing. So it was that leaving it alone so that someone else could buy it. So it was that. Or that sacrificing yourself for the greater yeah. good kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, so many skills. She would play then she learned that we sometimes we had to play our character to the exhausting point so that the next player could come in and defeat the villain and things like that. And so it was that sacrificing yourself because you knew that someone was going to come along and heal you and someone else was going to defeat that villain that we hadn't been able to defeat, but your powers were going to be able to do it. And so it was that that thinking beyond the self as well. Yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so many learning opportunities Which here. was hard sometimes when these amazing little cards came Yeah, <laughs> and I would say between you and I, you know, there are a lot of games that are recommended a higher age level yes. and I think our children have in – continuing to play these types of games really been able to approach those games younger yes. because they understanding yes. these big concepts i agree and we obviously just keep an eye on the content yeah of course of and course things like do. that but definitely our children are playing mm. games those more complex strategy games Beyond. where yeah it might be recommended for someone yeah. older what we also really love is just the creativity that's involved oh, yes. in storytelling, yes. role yes. playing. Oh, there is just so much. Yes. If you have a creative child, it's just the most incredible way to express that that creative side. Yes, that storytelling mm. through audience and purpose with, with role playing games in particular. It's yes, amazing. Beautiful. We did a term, and there was something in the Australian curriculum about audience and purpose, and. I can't exactly remember what it was and we did a board game that I'm going to talk about a bit later on and we used this board game as part of our learning for it. Absolutely, there's um, so much happening. It was all about different tones of voice and things like that. That's so cool. And obviously some of them are a little bit of a bigger investment but there is an artist behind that, there's a creator behind that. It's just such a really yeah. cool way to see art expressed as well. And I think from a neurodiverge, diverse perspective as well it's been really good it's a really nice safe learning environment mm. for those unplanned moments absolutely so when I talk about that 
Well, do you want to talk about that, Holly? Well, yeah, I think that's been huge for us. Uh, it really is about learning to cope with mistakes that are made throughout the game. Maybe, you know, your strategy didn't go quite right or you missed out on something that you wish that your character had had to help you achieve your goal. And it's about those mistakes and losses and doing yeah. it in that family environment where you are supported yes. through that. Yes. So it's okay yes. that it's happened and it can get emotional in the beginning and Absolutely. it can get overwhelming and and we were not perfect we've had there's been meltdowns there's been tears because someone's had their eye on a card absolutely or their eye on a certain mood and someone's taken it it. but do you know what we just stop and take a break and we come back to it that's it and they reduce and they reduce and they reduce oh absolutely and it has helped them become you know the board game players that they are today because they really have learned those strategies um, have really yeah, impacted the way that they achieve things. And we still have those moments, mm-hmm. but we're in that supportive emotional environment where family is there to support you through those times. Yeah. And we, I think you're the same, Holly. We don't, we're not afraid to leave a board game set up for the week. Yes. <laughs> While it can be annoying. It is. That's <clears> why <throat> we have this, or we have quite a tiny house at the moment, but this extremely large dining table because there is nine days out of ten yeah. a board game so set up. So if someone does get end. frustrated, we just go, okay, we'll leave it there and we leave a token on whoever's mm. turn it is and then we come back to it. Yeah. Instead of trying to force a situation. No, and you've got that flexibility. You can come back yeah. and forth to it. And sometimes they might come back in an hour. Sometimes, you know, it'll be a day. But we, we do try and finish it. Absolutely. No, that's such a good point. 